Welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stories from the people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm your host, Ben Getz. Friends, meet Sean Pelani, and this guy is someone I absolutely love, and he defines what it means to be friendly and outgoing, and he is the best kind of frontman you'd want for any restaurant. And Sean and I met earlier this summer, and I learned a lot more about him since then. He hosts a really awesome Monday dinner gathering once a month where he invites guys from around the city to come and meet one another over a meal all while supporting a local organization or nonprofit. And this monthly gathering is called the Atlanta Guys Dinner Group, and Sean is the perfect host. We caught up at Pont City Market so I could hear more of his story and have him give me the rundown on how his group works, the organizations he's working to support, and how you can get involved. So here's Sean. <sighs> Don't you love that you can just kind of hear, like energy out love here it. i just love, love it. it i mean i like being up on the second floor of pond city uh but uh yeah being outside there's something about the hustle and bustle about being yeah, outside and I, being amongst everybody totally i really love just being out here man it's super fun um it's also a really beautiful morning it so, is absolutely yeah, woke up sun was out we're here and with that can't beat it sean Polani. I'm saying your last name properly, right? You are, Pelani, absolutely. Pelani. Sean, welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. Thank you, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great, man. Good. Well, it's it's funny. I wanted to like, you know, kind of tell a brief story real quick. So one of my best friends in the world is down here visiting Atlanta for the very first time from Northern Virginia. So he's a detective up in up in Virginia area. And um, we, you know, taking him all around town. And then one night, you know, we like, I got to take you to Decatur. And so walking by after having dinner over at SOS uh, with Jarrett and Emi Speak Me and just kind of showing them around, like pointing at everything and like, oh, this is this place and this place. And I'm like, yeah, and this place is the White Bull. And I've actually got like a couple interviews coming up and one of them is Sean. And then you're like, I'm Sean. And you're standing right out front. So that was just like a week ago or two weeks ago or something like that. So um, I remember. <laughs> you're like, I remember that. Thank you. That's very great. Thanks for telling that whole story. I Hope was I wasn't that intimidating, yeah. though. <laughs> Not at all. I know. I say that like you were like, this is my place. <laughs> um, but it was just like a perfect meet cute of like, I think, you know, at, at some point we were bound to to sit down and, and record this interview. Yes, but sir. What a nice way to actually get connected with you uh, before this interview actually took place. It so, was. Enjoyed it. Yeah. So we're going to do this the same way that I do every interview. So I want to get to know you just a little bit, Sean. So the first question that you're going to get from me is you have to tell me who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? Sure. So I I think my earliest food memories would be my grandmother on my mother's side, her dumplings stewing on the pot on top of a stew. My other grandmother, first generation Italian, couldn't cook to save her life. If you tried one of her meatballs and tried rolling it, it would stop and fall to the left. (laughs) <laughs> so it'd be my other grandmother's cooking. It was just one of those, and it was always home hearty cooking meals, you know, something that you would get down south. Yeah. It sustained you throughout the entire day. Sat yeah. in your stomach, but it sustained you. Totally. But I was very fortunate to grow up with a lot of friends, parents who enjoyed cooking, and I was always over their house eating because I was the first one up in the neighborhood. So I was always knocking on somebody's door, and they were always preparing dinner first thing in the morning. So I got to sample everything while my friends were still sleeping. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I miss the I miss the days of like when cooking dinner would start at the top of the day instead of right. you know like you know quarter to five. I was like, oh god, we got to start cooking dinner. It's like it used to be like you had to cook everything. If Absolutely. You wanted, if you wanted tomato sauce, you had to make it from scratch. Yep. Everything you know? started early. It yeah. was ready for dinner time. It was yeah. ready at five five thirty. Yeah. It's back when America was um, you know a different place. It was different place. So, um, where'd you grow up? Trumbull, Connecticut. 
Trumple, Connecticut. Yes, sir. Where is that? Trumple is southwestern part of Connecticut, <laughs> close to the coastline, okay. about 45 minutes outside of New York City. Gotcha. So what, what was like your favorite thing that you ate growing up? Like that. regional food, you know what I mean? New Haven pie. Yeah. New Haven pizza. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we were just talking about this a minute ago. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. I'm doing this thing. I talk with my hands, and it's a friggin' podcast. I don't know why you I do that. You must be Italian. I guess. I'm, <laughs> I, it, in some way, I probably am. If I did, like, the 23andMe, like, you can probably find some sort of Italian lineage <laughs> in my background. But let's talk about New Haven pie, because the only time that I've ever actually had it is down here from people who grew up in the Northeast. Sure. But what is it? It is a... Thinner crust pie, served on a sheet tray. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're probably mostly known for a white clam pie. Uh, Even though I grew up closer to New York City, New York style pizza, which was an every Friday night thing for us growing up. Yeah. Great pie and all. You fold it in half, grease rolls down your elbow. Mm -hmm. Great pie and all. But there's something special. Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) But there's something special (laughs) about a white clam pie, a New Haven pizza. There's something special about it. See, and do you feel like that's intimidating for no reason for a lot of people? Like they think of, but I mean, like I think for someone in the South, they'd be like, "What? Wait, clams on a pizza?" Like for most people, unless you grew up visiting the coast and you had, you know, mussels growing up or clams or oysters, like oysters is like that can be something that's very difficult for people to get over. It's a it's a hurdle of unknown. But the first time that you go and eat oysters far off the coast at a place like Kimball House or Watchman's or, right. you know, right here at WH Styles in the market, um, I see it like just kind of like melt away. And I don't know why people are so intimidated by something like clams. I, it's it's really it's actually every time that I've had a like a New Haven, like white clam pie, it's, it's so mild. Very much so. Yeah. Very much like, so. I, I grew up on clams, oysters, mussels, steamers. That, yeah. That's how I grew up. So yeah. it was either by themselves or it was in pasta. It was on a pizza. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I think the the white clam pie. They're missing out. Seriously. I want someone to like kind of do a, uh, like a, you know, like there's a lot of people that do like Sunday suppers mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Like someone needs to do like a white clam pie, like Sunday supper. We're going to make that Sean, happen. how do you feel about doing that? I just kind of like. We're going to find somebody. Just, we're going to make it happen. I volunteered you for that. Vo- vo- people Done. have been saying voluntold a lot and I laugh every time. <laughs> I like that. Like I voluntold. I'm like, wait, what? Did you? Just, that's really funny. I am on the white clam pie. Yeah, I, I, um, I get a lot of joy out of like the small things, and they're like, yeah, people say that way. all the time. It's like I'm not cool anymore. I don't know what people say. <laughs> so um, we're not hip. We're fathers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, people think that I'm cool. It's like, dude, uh, I am a dad. Um, not cool at all. So, um, so you grew up in Connecticut. Yes, sir. How did you make your way down to the south? Great question. Uh, several states in between. Went from Connecticut to the Pacific Northwest. Went to culinary school in Portland, Oregon. So oh, I wow. lived out in Vancouver, Washington, which was a beautiful place to live for a couple of years. From there, I made my way down to San Diego. It was all over San Diego County. Had the opportunity to move to Hawaii. Was out there for a year. From Goodness. there, moved to Long Island, to Denver. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you went from Hawaii to Long Island? Actually, to Denver to Long Island. Okay, I'm sorry. So, okay yeah. so there was a stop in between. Yeah, May 15th, showed up at Wells Fargo Bank to open my account in flip-flops, board shorts, and a tank top. <laughs> and it was snowing. It was 42 degrees. And there was an older lady in front of me in line. And she kept turning around, looking up at me, turning around, looking up at me. So I finally said, ma'am, how are you? I said, I'm, I'm new here. <laughs> Could you it tell? It was 82 degrees when I left. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I got the biggest welcome from her. And there was a lady behind her who said, welcome to Denver. And she gave me her number and she welcomed me. She was having a house party that Friday. Said, come to my party, you'll meet my boyfriend, you'll meet a bunch of great people. And that's how I got into Denver. 
Huh. Yeah. I've heard Denver is a really friendly place. Very much so. Yeah. Very but there's probably so. like six people saying like, no, it's not. I'm like, well, okay. No. no. Yeah. That, I, I can make heard, friends anywhere. I was going to say, I've only heard like just really great play, like really great things about I was Denver, there for a very short time, but everybody I met was absolutely wonderful. Nice. Yeah. And then so, from there, back to Connecticut. Okay. Connecticut to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh back to Connecticut to LA to Atlanta in 2011. Okay. So I'm going to have to like map this out. So I'm going to go back and listen to this. I'm going to put a map on the episode page. And just like your face and like dotted lines of like where you went and then like where you went next. So you went like northeast, Pacific Northwest, West Coast, all the way down to Hawaii, back inland, like jumping around the northeast a little bit more. Then you said Pittsburgh. Yes, sir. And then like made your way down south. So back so to Connecticut. Back and to then Conne- yeah, yeah, yeah. L.A. Down to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated, everybody. But holy crap, man, that's yeah. a that's a story. I had some great stops. Yeah. So. Throughout this entire time, you're working in the restaurant industry. All except Pittsburgh, I worked at a theater. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's a, still cool, though. House manager, it was fantastic. How many years did you do that for? Uh, it was just a little, short of a year. Okay. Yeah, met yeah. some great people, loved being around the theater folks. Very yeah. creative, smart, wonderful people. Yeah. Pittsburgh is a really cool town, by It's the a way. great town. Yeah. I was there for uh, a little bit more than like, it was, only, it was like two weeks, like a couple years ago. And, um, I got to go to a Pirates game. I got to go eat at just like, you know, jokey stuff like Permanti. Permanti. So yeah, you everyone, have to have everyone's like, wait, uh, hang on. Did you eat at Permanti Brothers? Like, yeah, you're, you didn't get the whatever, sure. whatever experience. I was like, that's what I had. But it was, I had no idea that there was so much water in Pittsburgh. There is. I had zero yeah. concept yeah. of like. I lived right on the Mahangahela. Yeah. It was like bridges and then like part of the city's here, part of the city's here. And then where we were working it was like overlook it was like an old part of like uh like northwest outside of like downtown and we were like overlooking part of the city like i could see so much like just boats like passing by and i was like this is amazing it was pretty idyllic and it just it felt so much um i think a lot of the industry of pittsburgh still like it still emanates it's totally part of the culture sure. and just the way that the, the aesthetic of the city as well mm-hmm. um it was really cool it still has that great blue collar yeah. feel to it yeah. with a lot of solid people that still live there and a lot of good totally. people moving there. Yeah. We're going to spend the next 45 minutes just talking about Pittsburgh. So sorry, Plenty Atlanta. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but man, throughout this entire time, so you're working in the restaurant industry Yes. and you ended up here in Atlanta. So yes. give me like the quick rundown of like, what was everything that you were doing like in the restaurant world? Was it front of the house, back of the house? Like what were you doing? It's always been front of the house, except when I was in Portland, Oregon during culinary school, I worked for a food manufacturing firm, mm. which I absolutely loved. We making 15,000 pounds of one product, clean our kettles, turn into 25,000 pounds of another product. Wow. And then during that time, I started doing a little research and development with the owners and got to meet some really great clients. And one of them were the McBenamin brothers and they were opening up a lot, of more, a lot more concepts. And there's two brothers who had great breweries and needed help opening some other ones. So mm. I opened the Vancouver one, realized how much I loved being in the front of the house, how mm. much I missed it. Yeah. And that's how I stayed out there. Yeah. Well, the uh, level of gregarious personality that you have is very evident. So Thank you. Uh, if you were in the back of the house, everybody would be like, why is that guy so friggin' happy all the time? <laughs> like, he's so nice and smiles a lot. I had a hard time. Like when I, I've only worked a handful of restaurant jobs in my life, but when I was a, I worked as a prep cook and then I worked my way up to the line. Um, I like a lot of people are just like, you talk too much, dude. Like, shut up. I was like, I just want to get to know you. They're like, I don't. <laughs> like, I'm here to work my shift and go home. Like, okay, oh, noted. The same way, yeah. same way. Yep. I got to talk. Yeah. I was like, I, mean, I got to like, I'm going to try and like tone down 
being uh, being friendly with people. It's like no, you need to work don't on do being that. meaner. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't change. Yeah, but um, anyway, so how long have you been in Atlanta now? It'll be eight years in September. Wow. So you're doing some really awesome things here in the city. Um, still in the industry, still working in front of the house. I mean, again, like I saw you, uh, you know, doing your thing. But I want to talk a little bit about Atlanta Guys Dinner Group. Um, this is a really great. I mean, w- would you call it? It's it's really more of like a. Um, it's really more like a community, more like movement, as as less of like an organization. I mean, it's really more being involved and in like how you guys are are working to you know, bring people together, form community, working with local restaurants and then giving back. It's, it's kind of like a one, two, three from like multiple angles. And, um, it's been really cool to read about, you know, just how, how it's really grown. And, um, it's really, it's really great to see there's, um, there's just opportunity for people from the community, from the industry to have, you know, time to really, I mean, I say networking, but it's really just like, I mean, I love that breaking bread. It sounds so kitschy sometimes, but I really like the visual that you get with that. Um, so anyway, I'm doing a miserable job of describing this hard work that you have done. So tell us about Atlanta Guys Dinner Group, Sean. Sure. Well, thank you again for having me. And thank you for allowing <laughs> me to speak about this and, and help put it out there. Yeah, man. Basically, we're just a group of guys to get together once a month to do that, to break bread, socialize, network, but to also give back. There's so many opportunities in our city to do just that. There's so many amazing organizations and wonderful people who run these organizations who really just need a, a larger voice. And whatever we can do to help those people, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help put a voice and put a picture behind and put names behind all those great nonprofits and organizations that are sole, their sole purpose is just to help other people. So we get together once a month, eat, and, and give back. Mm-hmm. What are... Um well, I guess like two questions, like what are, what are some of the restaurants that you guys typically go to? And also what are some of the, or, the organizations that you guys have worked with or partnered with? Sure. We try to support locally owned, uh, restaurants, local chefs, people who also support the community, mm-hmm. uh, people who are building themselves up, trying to highlight them as well. And n- nonprofits and organizations we try to feature and work on are those that focus on women, children, home, the homeless, um, the hungry those who have been abused. Yeah. So th- that's our main focus. But we really, we don't say no to anybody. We'll, we'll yeah. help anybody. Yeah. But give me a little bit of like the background on like, you know, where, where did you see this as something that was, um, you know, like either just missing or something that really needed to be done, you know, like tell me about like kind of the background and like how you started this whole thing. Sure. So when I first moved here eight years ago, before I moved here, I read about the great restaurant scene, knew about it. And when I was here to open up a restaurant for a restaurant group based out of Connecticut, when I finally got settled, a couple of us would go to dinner once a month, and we would get three guys one month, five, seven, and then I got sent to D.C. to help open up that restaurant, and I was getting sent back and forth for about seven months, and when I got back and settled, the guys were like, hey, are we still doing these dinners? So we started going, and it started catching on with other people. You know, hey, what are you guys doing? Where are you going? Can I join you? So we started getting a consistent turnout of 15 to 20 guys, and then one dinner we had 25 guys, and I was sitting next to my buddy, and I said, we need to do something with this. And he looked at me, he's like, what are you thinking? I'm like, well, look at all the guys sitting here. Look at all the resources that these people have, that we have. So that's when we decided to turn it into a give back situation. Hmm. And that's when we started the give back initiative. So just like we select a different restaurant every month, we select a different charity and nonprofit to support. Yeah. And it's cool. I mean, so talk to me a little bit more just about like the, 
I mean, the aspect of like camaraderie, you know, I mean, um, I mean, again, like without without trying to make it sound kitschy, like breaking bread. But I mean, like just around the dinner table, like whether it's a group of guys or a group of friends or your family, things happen around the dinner table that are just different. The conversation is different. Very the, much the, so. The connection with people is very different. Food can be a very disarming thing when it comes to forging relationships with people and it could be someone that you know or that you don't know you know when i used to host events for a living um i mean just getting to know people you know in a in a social situation where you're sitting around just holding a cocktail it can still be very intimidating you have to be the collected self of like you know i need to be my linkedin profile or i need to be like my facebook profile Mm -hmm. but when you're sitting and you're actually eating like nobody it nobody's looking graceful eating a bowl of spaghetti no. you know but it's it's the <laughs> but it's that type of food that like people want to have together you know you're i mean i don't know i've eaten a bowl of spaghetti just sitting over the sink by myself <laughs> but you know like you want to be with other people right. you know so like what what is the what is the aspect that you guys have in terms of like community and just you know camaraderie talk to me about that. i think it's about who we have surrounded ourselves with and who comes to these dinners it's just a really great group of guys and I think the biggest compliment I get are from the guys who have just joined us for the first time and whether it's before they leave or a text I get on their on the way home or an email I get the next morning or even a phone call saying you know what had a great time what a great group of guys felt very welcomed we average about four to five new guys at each dinner last night's dinner we had six six new guys six new guys Wow. yeah and to see the existing guys take in these new people and not only take in, but just welcome them in and talk to them like they've been friends for years. It's great to see. Yeah. You know, and, and especially in Atlanta, it's a, um, if you're new, you know, I mean, you, you said eight years, we moved here in 2013, you know, so being, you know, a little bit over six years, um, it can be a pretty big city if you look at it in a different way. I mean, depending on where you live, you know, I mean, if you work in Midtown, but you live in like Milton or Alpharetta or Cobb County, you know, commuting in, like it can feel like a really big place where you just don't know anybody and like getting, getting, um, you know, the right opportunity to meet people that, you know, you want to connect with. Um, it's, uh, it can be really tough, you know? So, I mean, I think, you know, what I've, what I've really seen like over the years is meeting people with just, you know, fresh face, like completely carte blanche. But if it's done over food and there's something about the, the feel of, of what restaurant community looks like in Atlanta, that's very different than anywhere else I've ever lived. Agreed. And, um, it's fun that it can be such a disarming quality of how you're creating that relationship with someone else. So I think what, what you guys are doing, you know, turning, you know, the opportunity to create personal connections with people, but then supporting local businesses and then also giving back to a nonprofit organization. I mean, you guys are introducing people to one another, but then you guys are also, you know, introducing people to, I mean, something like the Giving Kitchen or another nonprofit that's here in Atlanta that, you know, that's, you know, turning around and going back to the city itself is, um, is really cool. You know, is there anyone else doing what you guys are doing? (laughs) You know, I don't know about that. I hope there is. Yeah. Um, I've been reached out by several people about how to start their own dinner clubs or people wanting to start dinner clubs. Um, We've talked about creating a network of other supper clubs, you know, women, co-ed, more guys groups. And then we started talking about it and there's an idea floating around about doing it nationwide where we all support local where we are and then coming together once a year to support one big organization. Totally. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, that's just what it, it got me thinking that way is like, is anyone looking at like, Hey, I want to do what Sean's doing, but like, you know, it's so funny. I mean, you joke around, you know, being over here on the, the east side of town, you know, uh, <laughs> we have friends that live up in like, uh, 
um, like Rome. You know, and they're like, well, we were thinking about like coming into Atlanta. It's, it's not like you're driving to Nashville, okay? <laughs> like it's maybe 40 minutes down 400. Like just come hang out with us over on our side of town. Like, um, but I need to do a better job of like actually getting outside the perimeter though. But, um, but you know, thinking about it that way, um, people are so like neighborhood focused. So, I mean, I could see like what you guys are doing, like really having pockets, you know, of like a monthly yeah. gathering and like, you know, Bocalupo or something like that, sure. you know, and, um, there's so much, there's a lot of potential there, man. It's Absolutely. really cool. There is so much potential there. Yeah. Um, so tell me, uh, I mean, I, like the last couple questions here, tell me about like, uh, how meetings happen or how like you guys actually do this on a monthly basis and then really like the when, where, and how do you get involved? Sure. It's usually once a month. Uh, mostly, most of the time it's on a Monday. We try to do a Tuesday once in a while for one of the gentlemen in the club who likes to have daddy daughter dates on Mondays. Hey, I'm down with that. He's such a great guy. <laughs> he was, he actually showed up last night. It was great to see him, but we try to accommodate everybody and yeah. we try to, you know, as far as distance goes, we try not to always have it in my backyard. We try, you know, Go up to Dunwoody and Marietta, Sandy Springs, Good for Smyrna, you. where we were last I night. Need to learn from you, Mustin Turners. <laughs> but you know, we'll go anywhere we can. I've got a kid that drives from Macon for these dinners. Yeah, you you told me about this. Drives That's amazing. Macon, yeah, and he's such a good kid. Used to work for me, but if he can make that kind of effort, then I, it's okay for me to drive 40, 45 minutes to go have dinner and meet yeah. these guys too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're driving from Macon, that's uh, that's diehard. Yeah, but also like. I'd, I'd go to Atlanta, get out of Macon. So, yeah, but it shows his dedication, and it just shows you the kind of guys that are part of this group. You know, yeah. guys who just really care about helping other people. Yeah, and they've got hearts of gold. You know, their hearts are as big as their appetites. Like I like to say. Yeah. But I get to sit around at a table and sit back and just look at the guys that I'm surrounded by, mm-hmm. and who I get to meet up with once a month, and it's, it's humbling. Yeah, it really is. Totally, they're man. just good guys. But yeah, I send out an invite and uh, just wait for them to respond and. Half the time, these guys don't respond, and they end up showing up, or the guys say they're coming, they don't show up, so I end up texting them and giving them a hard time, and then mm-hmm. they show up half an hour later. Nice. <laughs> That's great, man. Um, and it's a very simple process. Yeah, but I'd also imagine like, it's, uh, it's, it's probably quite the collection of like different, I mean, people from all walks, you know? Very so. much so. It started out just as industry guys, but we now have a doctor in there, we've got a lawyer, we've got a former NFL player, we've got two retirees, we've got film and television guys. Uh, we've got journalism guys, finance guys, realtors, a lot of real cool. estate guys. So if you need a house, yeah. there are plenty of guys they'll <laughs> choose from. <laughs> That's great. You can make them compete for yeah. attention. Yeah. Like, which one of you is going to help me find a house? So um, where can people find out more and how can they get involved, man? We have a Facebook page, the Atlanta Guys Dinner Group. Uh, they can go to my personal webpage, which is always linked to the Atlanta Guys Dinner Group, uh, Sean Plani at Yahoo.com. Glad to send them more information. You find us on Instagram. Nice. Yeah. Reach out to Sean if you want to get involved in the Atlanta Guys Dinner Group, uh, where to find the best uh, New Haven clam pie. Um, I'll also just give you a high five. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And if high you're fives. new to the city or if you're visiting, if you need a restaurant list, I've got 120 restaurants I can totally. help you out with. Yeah. But I would say that, that that'd be my biggest call to action for someone. If you are looking for, you're new, especially if you're looking for a way to get connected with other people, you want to check out a new restaurant, you just want to learn. I mean, like there's, there've been so many people that have reached out, you know, just through, um, you know, just through the show from learning about another chef, like, man, that's really cool. I had no idea. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said about like how that really establishes and grows community, man. So it's really cool. So I'll make sure that, yeah, make sure that people can find everything like from the episode page, but appreciate um, that. This is great, man. No, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. This is a pleasure. Well, Hey, I can't complain about the weather or anything else. And the company's great. And Valerie's over here smiling. So Valerie, that's uh, it. (laughs) Our girl. Uh, Sean Pilani. It's great, man. Ben, thank you so much, buddy. Yes, sir. You're the best. 
Thanks to Sean for joining me for this episode. And if you'd like to learn more or learn how you can actually go to the next Atlanta Guys Dinner Group, check out the notes section of this episode or head to the episode page for a link to Sean's Facebook group. This podcast is recorded all over our beautiful city and edited over on the east side of town by me, your host. Hello again. Our design is headed up by JJ Getz. And if you like what you hear, you can support the show right now on Patreon for just $5 a month. I'm your host, Ben Getz, and you've been listening to The Atlanta Foodcast. Stay hungry.